everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vantage Point Podcast. This is Nick, your host, and definitely so glad you guys are with us once again for another week. And I can't believe that I'm saying this, but it is December uh, in 2020, and um, we we made it. Uh, um, we're not quite home yet, but we definitely made it, and um, definitely want to thank everybody for being a part again. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, and if you've been with us weeks and weeks on in in 2020, thanks for coming back again with us. And we are starting a new series uh, this week for the month of December, our last series um, of 2020. And um, just as I've said in previous um, episodes and series, just again, this year has been something else. And um, being the last series of, of, of Vantage Point for this year, I wanted to not uh, just give my thoughts, but I wanted to bring on some some amazing guests. And so this ep- this series um, is going to be called Perspectives. And we're going to be talking about 2020. Um, as much as some of us don't want to talk about it, um, we want to just move on along and get to just get to January 1st, 2021. Um, we still got four weeks left. And so I, I really believe that there's still some things that that God um, wants us to get in 2020. And so um, definitely hearing from him and and who to bring on and who has a story to share and tell about this year. And I definitely want to welcome this special guest, um, Ms. Charmaine Cooper, um, who is my first, she doesn't know this, but my first international guest um, ever. Um, And so (laughs) definitely from uh, the great country of Canada. Um, But I'm going to let her um, introduce herself and then we're going to jump right into this episode. So the floor is yours. Wow, Nick, it is so good to be on Vantage Point podcast. And thank you for the immense pleasure of being your first international guest. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, that's double honor. And um, honestly, it's an honor for me to uh, connect with you here and your audience. I'm happy to be here. And um, a little bit about myself. I live in the beautiful country of Canada, born and raised. Um, I'm of African Caribbean descent. My family, um, most of them came from uh, born and raised in Jamaica, immigrated to England, and then we chose to immigrate to Montreal um, instead of the States because there was a a huge migration from England to uh, the Americas, so North America or the United States. So our family, led by the matriarch of our family, my mother, who was the eldest of seven, chose to, um, and prayerfully, just launch out into the deep. Knew nobody in Montreal came out here, and all her, most of her siblings followed, two stayed in England. Um, And her mom, who was aging at the time, and her father, who had just passed away in England, but her mom, she brought her and had all their kids, they had all their children. <laughs> so I'm uh, of that product and all my cousins, we were raised here in Canada. And uh, yeah, just um, grew up in, uh, you know, suburbia, Toronto, Ontario, because we moved from Montreal to Toronto and all her, uh, all her siblings followed her again. And um, in a Christian home. And I was raised in a church. Uh, but also experienced some struggles at a very young age. Uh, my parents divorced at 11 when I was 11. 
and it was a, um, a violent, uh, verbally abusive uh, environment. So it was the healthy choice for that to happen. I didn't really understand everything at the time, but as a Christian, I just thought you just suck it up and just, you know, move on. And um, I grew up uh, without my father in my life from 11 all the way to 28 was the next time I actually saw him. And I, I'm sorry, I might be going too deep too quick. But I just, no. I'm just gonna, yeah, my mom, passed, my mom passed away at 23. We wanted him to come to see her at the hospital because she wanted to deal with some undealt issues and wanted to ask him for forgiveness. And, you know, she was going to meet her maker he wouldn't come because it was a very bitter divorce years earlier. So I didn't even see him at the funeral, but at 28 met him and um, he was still as if I was 11. It just really, really was uh, hurt and salting to the wound. And as a a born again Christian, I've had a single Christian female, uh, only daughter of her father, it uh, definitely impacted me. Didn't realize at the time, but I, I realized through mentorship and through pastors and spiritual guides and uh, meeting my mentors and prophets in my life um, in my own time with the Lord that I needed healing. So I sought healing, sought forgiveness. Took me about six years to truly have Holy Spirit walk me through that process. And I never got the apology I thought I wanted from my dad. Still haven't, but dad revealed himself to me as my dad. And I'm talking my heavenly dad. And that was where my healing took place. So from there, I just really wanted to serve him and to minister healing, uh, be a vessel of healing, a channel of healing in any way, shape or form to others um, because of what I've gone through. and uh, fast forward through my career, I always wanted to revisit a desire that I had just before my mom died, and that was to go to seminary. And my mom fell sick, and obviously life changed, and I had to become an adult adult, like an adult adult, <laughs> real quick. So yeah. <laughs> I, I put seminary on the back burner, focused on my career, focused on really uh, going back to school for something else. And um, yeah, I, I think around 2018, this is where I have to slow down here, 2018, 2017, I started talking to the Lord about it and God just kind of reminded me of a, a desire that I never really pursued. And it was the season to shift into that. So I resigned from a uh, a position of 13 years after praying and seeking godly counsel for about seven to eight months. Um, and I resigned in 2018 and started full-time seminary. So that's where I'm at right now, still in it. It's rough, I won't lie, but I'm loving everything about it. And then this year, when COVID hit, Holy Spirit said, okay, I've given you a book to write that you still haven't written but why don't you just podcast the book? And that was kind of the birthing of the podcast, Shar Candid Podcast. And that happened in June of this year. God has really, really, you know, grown me through this process and I'm learning so much. Um, And uh, that's where I'm at right now. So I'm in school full time 
and I'm also doing my podcast and working part-time. So that, that's me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, for sharing <laughs> that, that journey because that, I mean, that's definitely what that is. And, and it's still a journey um, being walked out for sure. Um, and, you know, you talked about the podcast and, and for everybody's listening, I have listened to this podcast. You definitely, definitely want to get a, get connected uh, with the Shark Handed podcast. And at the end of this episode, we're going to actually tell you how you can get connected and share some of that with you. But you definitely don't want to miss the the revelation, the fun, the excitement that that she has on this podcast. And it's amazing. So definitely wanted to say that. But you mentioned um, something that's uh, uh, become somewhat of a curse word um, this year, but um, we definitely are going to unpack a lot of what you said, um, but like <laughs> I said, uh, 2020. Uh, um, and so that, that word is, you know, people don't like that word, that number, that word, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, but if you could, you know, think about, you know, kind of think of your 2020, um, if you could sum it up in three words or more or less, um, what would those words be and why? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I, I, I struggled with this. Um, I'd have to say definitely exponential growth. Okay. So that's the first word, okay. I, first two words I compiled together. Um, and everyone's thinking, oh my gosh, what do you mean? It was all about decline. But I, I, I was reminded of what God said to me at some point earlier this year around May about Isaac. That Isaac sowed in a year of famine, and in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. And um, a thousandfold, just, just he reaped an unnatural amount of harvest in a time of famine. So God, quite earlier on, the latter part of the first half of the year, spoke to me about exponential growth. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it, but the thing is, it's not to be thwarted by the apparent lack that surrounds our society. Um, tighten up, hold on to this, because you don't know if your job's going to be there next week. It, no, it's not about that, because God's been showing me that my job, mm-hmm. 401k, investments have never been my source. He has always been my source. So I'd say ex- exponential growth. Yeah. I'd also say um, expectancy. Okay. You know, the number 20 actually means expectation. And <laughs> you were yeah. saying this because at the end of, at the beginning of the podcast, you were saying, I know people are thinking, you know, well, let's get out of the 2020 and mm-hmm. 2021. Um, but that's how we felt in 2019. We were yeah. so expectant for 2020. Everybody yeah. was looking forward to this year. And God had spoken expectancy, clarity, vision, all this amazing stuff for the new, not only year, but new decade. Yeah. So when we came in and COVID hit, um, <laughs> stage left, enter COVID. So right. if he's still there, yeah. um, God is saying his word isn't changing. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I still said the year of expectancy. Are you expecting? Because my pastor has always said an expectation that cannot be killed will not be denied. And all of the pressure that's been coming to us through media, through society, through pressure from government, through illnesses and whatnot has been with the intention of killing our expectancy, Nick. 
It's to, mm-hmm. it's to squash our expectant hope, you know, which is Christ, the hope of glory. So if we don't mm-hmm. expect him to show up, you know, he's, if we're not waiting on him, he's waiting on us. Yeah, yeah. So a year of expectancy. And then I would say my third word, I would say would be intimacy. This, I think a lot of uh, believers can relate to this and even non-believers. I think a mm. lot of people found God. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, Nick, because a lot of people that I know would never in their life have you find them in a church building. Mm-hmm. They vowed, they've made secret vows, they made vows with their families who are Christians or whatnot. It's like, well, if Christianity is like that or my brother-in-law or my mother-in-law, I don't want it. So they have always vowed, I will never, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of that. But can I tell you, God has shown himself this year to people who have never gone into a building because guess what? The building shut down. <laughs> so right. Yeah. None of us were in buildings to yep. a certain degree. Some have mm-hmm. lifted some levels or measures of restrictions. But I love how God moves because he's not limited to the bricks and mortar of a church. He yeah. is desirous for the lively stones. He's desirous to meet people in the parks. He's desirous to meet people on the drives, in the grocery store. This is what I've been seeing, an increase of intimacy, not only for us who know and love the Lord and mm-hmm. profess to know him, but for those who have in their hearts said, God, if you're real, show me you show me yourself and he's faithful to do it yeah and it's so so amazing like you talked about um you know these people who would never have stepped foot in in a church building before and one thing i i really i believe that this um this year has has shown us one um the amount of faith it takes um for people to step into that that never will i ever you know right um, <laughs> because so you know and, and i think people well if it wasn't covid they wouldn't do again that doesn't really matter um mm-hmm. what matters to god is they they connected with him they got intimate with him right. they said hi right. um you know yeah. hi my name is yeah. I got nothing else to do. Yeah. God, here I am. You got it. That's right. But the one, the other thing is it, it, it just exemplifies the limitations we put on God. We put on God. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. assume like, Oh, you have to come to our church. You have to come to my, my physical building to experience yes. God. Yes. And what's funny about, I, I had heard somebody say this, like, man, these pastors are like getting used to teaching to an empty room, you know, they have to, they have to feed off of people. And, and when I think about people who do podcasts, like me and you and other people, like we do that every day. Like, (laughs) okay. Like, yeah, there's nobody. Angels are our audience. (laughs) I don't have 500 people in here right now. Um, But the one thing I, I love about it is it just reinforces that belief that God is not, as you said, limited to four walls. Yeah. Um, he can transcend our love when it, it says that in scripture, like we will do greater works than Jesus, Jesus told us we would do that. And I think That's sometimes right. generations take that differently. 
Um, and even now, like one of the things I read about post COVID, right? Because we, you know, there's this, when we're going to get back to normal, when are we going to get back to whatever that is? Right. And I think on one hand, I think we're going to see a new normal, um, when it comes to things like how ministries communicate with people. Um, but one thing, it was kind of a, um, sad, um, statistic is that one in five churches won't survive COVID. They're going to shut their doors down and they'll never open again. Mm. Um, and, and I wonder, you know, when, when I hear that, or even when you hear that, what do you think, and I'm not talking about a specific, specific church, I'm talking more in general of the church. Um, yes. How does the church move forward post COVID? Yeah. Um, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of ministries and, you know, people, and, and people love community. I mean, that's, that's part of who we are as Christians is community, yes. right? Being yes. with people and having that, but, you know, there's going to be this clearly right now, things are still shut down and, and in some areas, some are open, some aren't, but even post COVID, you're going to have like that. There's going to be this group of people that like rush back to the church as soon as it opens. You got it. You got it. But then there are going to be these other people that say, I'm going to wait to the post-post-COVID. Like, I'm a, <laughs> post, post. Like, like, you know, when you get, like, people get the iPhone, like the new phones, and then you got those early adopters who are in line for 15 hours waiting for the phone. And then you got the people that say, you know what, I'll get it in six months when they work everything else out. Like, that's what I feel like it might be um, post-COVID. And so I'm just curious, like, where where do you see? You're, you're deep in ministry out, out there in Canada and you know, whether it's your church, my church, any church, like, mm-hmm. what does that future mm-hmm. look like? Yeah, that's such a great question. It's because um, the ecclesia, uh, which is the church, we are, which literally means the called out ones, not the ones who are in silos, not the ones who are in us for no more. You've got to be a part, you got to look like us to be a part of us. That was never the mm-hmm. vision of the ecclesia, the called out ones. And in, in the same token, we are also not called to be, you know, in the desert, off, away from society, right. away from temptation, and so mm-hmm. secluded so that we're pure. That is also not the answer. The ecclesia is we're called out but we're part of the infrastructure of society so that they can see mm, they're here, but they're not of here. Mm. We're in the world, but we're Mm -hmm. not of the world. And I believe that what I heard a minister say this in the conference that I attended online earlier this year, and it has stayed with me ever since normal, like 2019 normal, January and February, 2020 normal, what we called normal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working in the church. Yeah. What we thought was working was not working. How do we say this with fullness? Because God says it wasn't working. Yeah. That's why whether he allowed this, he, he saw that it was going to throw off the church or whatnot. We know that nothing throws him off. So yeah. he is showing us that what we thought was acceptable, if I would dare say, should actually be looked at with a fine tooth comb and it wasn't working as we thought. Mm-hmm. And, and so the post COVID syndrome, I'll say, 
<laughs> that yeah, yeah, yeah. we should be cautious concerning as you know various governments start to raise certain restrictions or maybe reinforce them i know in canada we just had it reinforced like November 14th, we have another lockdown, like strict lockdown where everybody was like, oh, we were so close to getting back to normal. But I'm reminded that normal wasn't working. You yeah. know, it was, it was about a selfish drive. It was about a, 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 a selfish intent and motive and getting into the grind and making sure that you were keeping up with the Joneses. And, you mm -hmm. know, it was acquiring more, acquiring more, getting up the corporate ladder. And if we bring that into the church, much of that hierarchy, much of that competition, much of those factions and mm -hmm. internal divides as well as selfish motives, we're also in the church. And a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And God arrested that through allowing COVID to come. He arrested that to capture our attention, the church, to say, remember me, honey? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, if you're willing and obedient, I still have some good stuff for you. Yeah. Will you allow me to show you not what you're calling, not what the media is calling the new normal, because we don't know what we, we're calling that, yeah. but will we allow him to bring us to kingdom rudimentary foundational things? Yeah. Because that never goes out of style. That never trends out. It never peaks. Yeah. It never plummets. It is foundational and we the ecclesia are called to be the ground and the pillar of truth yeah. so i believe 2020 has offered us an opportunity to get back to the truth of his word mm -hmm. back to the truth of what our position is in christ back to the purposes of why we are salt and light hello yeah, yeah. light shined as bright as in dark in the darkest of times like mm -hmm. i had an episode about that in season two and 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 there's definitely aspects of us also being able to arrest decay because we are called to be salt salt intensifies flavor it yeah. also arrests decay it heals mm -hmm. that's what we're supposed to do so post-covid i would say will be a return back to kingdom living yeah. and really seeing that as the antioch church has patterned out for us yeah. that they met daily they met weekly from home to home i know right now we're doing zoom and obviously we can't always be meeting people in person to mm -hmm. you know recognize and 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 comply with the governmental law because we are called to do that as citizens of this land but also first citizens of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, um, but we can still meet, we can still do our FaceTimes. We are about mm -hmm. intimate connections with brothers and sisters. I'm talking genuine, not be yeah. bringing the sacrifice. And I'm not mocking <laughs> yeah, the church. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in it. I grew up yeah. in it, but it was very, it was very shell like. Yeah. The broken people, those who were hurting, who felt like they couldn't let their hair down, be themselves. Yeah. That wasn't working. And now God's calling us to be intimate and really sh having all things in common, having all things yeah. in common and definitely um, making an impact on this world by truly reflecting 
the express image mm-hmm. of the father. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that that is so good because what what it really speaks to is kind of if, if I summed it all of what you said, it's like Christianity stripped down. Like yes. if we get to the and I'm saying lowest, not as in place, but simplicity, like the lowest common factor, right? The the core, yeah. like it doesn't matter religion, it doesn't matter church address country city doesn't matter like if we start to peel back the layers of a church baptist catholic mm-hmm. seven day adventist whatever the case is we should at some point all those you strip down the, the worship you strip down the, the 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 congregation attire you strip down how many services do we have you strip down how big is our auditorium yeah is God at the center of it? Yeah. yeah. And I think the truth is, reality is, is that for some churches, that's not it. That's right. He's some. He he's actually a layer somewhere. You know, yeah. the pastor's the center, or the music's the center, or the location's the center, or any other thing you want to put there is the center. Idol, even you know, we can even say that. Um, but when we in 2020 things started we we, even looking at us our luxuries were stripped away Mm -hmm. couldn't go to the movies anymore Mm -hmm. we couldn't go out to eat for a while we couldn't we couldn't do anything you know so you strip all that away and who do you have Mm. who are we you know and when you do that what we should all see um is 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 jesus we should see the lord in there at the center of us but what i think we have seen and i know in america we we definitely have seen it um hatred um political figures um money um health all of these things um that are the center of our lives and and we you know the funniest thing i heard and um you know we're past our election um and i was talking to somebody about this you know there was this post that they saw from a black pastor Mm -hmm. and it said shortly after the election man i wish i could go to church so i could praise the lord right now um after the election and then there was another um post or another thought that he had and we're having this conversation of man i wonder what a republican pastor feel the same way or does he feel he or she feel opposite of that interesting and so how does an election now dictate my praise because it shouldn't matter who wins or loses my praise is the same that's right and so in the midst of pandemic how can i know where i am where i stand you know and and i'm not you know people have struggles. People struggle with depression. People struggle with fear. And this, and I think this has brought out all of those things. Um, but the key is, and I would love for you to, to to elaborate on this. If you're dealing with fear, you're dealing with depression. The question I would have is, is that the center of who you are? Mm. Or is that a layer to who you are? So I can have this and and I've been in those, I've had those moments of depression. I've had those moments of fear and you might feel like it's the center of who you are, 
because mm-hmm. you haven't mm-hmm. found a replacement for it. That's right, right. And the replacement isn't people. That's right. It's not a thing. It's not, mm-hmm. oh man, I just feel so much better if I actually go to the movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but exactly. now you're discovering and you're getting clarity in 2020, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And so just like the church, but just like people are too. And so I wonder like, when you think about that, when you think kind of like stripping down, pulling, peeling yes. back layers of, of us, mm-hmm. of the church in the midst of this, because that's definitely one thing pandemics and co- all of these have forced us to do, you know? Yes. I can't yes. do this. So I just look in the mirror like, hi, you know, <laughs> that's right. Like you're almost reintroducing yeah. yourself to yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I wonder like when you think about that concept of stripping away, um, because I mm-hmm. think that's a perspective people need, especially going into 2020, because yes. we've heard yep. time and time again of pastors at the end of a year, don't don't take X, Y, and Z into that next year because it's going to restrict you from blah, 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 blessing, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you think about that, like perspective on that, just just share a little bit with everybody on 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 kind of that, you know, like the layers and. and yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that when we have stripped down and we are still being stripped down and Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think to be honest, a lot of the church was very uncomfortable. So apart from what you had already mentioned, the pride, the competition, the political divides, besides those obvious things that yes, were Mm -hmm. surfaced in this year of clear vision, um, I think also there has been um a revealing of hearts a revealing yeah. of intentions and a revealing this is huge here nick of where our trust has lied yeah so that's good some david says trust in chariots some trust in horses mm-hmm. but is our trust really in the name of the lord i think what has happened and i'm speaking from my perspective because you know, being temporarily laid off as well from a part-time position <laughs> mm-hmm. because I'm in full-time school, I, I, had, I had unshakable faith. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I know that that was strictly the grace of God and mm-hmm. me just sitting at his feet in his mercy towards me. Um, so I realized that I can have complete confidence because my trust is not in that source of checks every two weeks or whatnot. My trust was not in X, Y, or Z, or this person can't even see my family. So my trust is not there. My trust is in the name of the Lord. I think what was very uncomfortable and is still uncomfortable, if you'd allow me to say it this way to many of us believers is we're not, we're, we're actually getting to the place where we're not, completely comfortable with being completely dependent on God. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm, I'm yeah. going to call just it. Put it, call it I'm like just going to call it like I see it. Yeah. We as believers, as Christians, yeah. we are not comfortable with faith. We're not yeah. comfortable with trusting God. And we don't know if we like that. Yeah. So we want to call it that, but as long as X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. are in our periphery and we can always pull out of our, that wallet, we can pull out of Z wallet, we can pull out of the X wallet when we need to, 
and give credit to God. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This year, because God said normal wasn't working, he's removed all of that. Yeah. Because now, and he's not doing it to condemn us. So when, when we strip everything away, the fear is not for him to say, look at you. You've got all this fear in you. A shame on you. God is not like that. He doesn't yeah. come to condemn. He comes to convince us of mm. what we may not have seen before. Yeah. To say, hey, this is what I want you to see, Star. I wanted to show you this, but 2019, 2018, you wouldn't let me show you this. But guess what? I'm here. Yeah. I want you to see it, but I'm here with you. Will you take my hand again? Will you allow me to to bring you to where I have prophesied and declared through my prophets that I had for you all these years. Yep. So when we strip down and we see the fear and we see the insecurity and we see, mm -hmm. you know, am I even like, I know there's Christians by the spirit of God. I know there's Christians. I have even questioned if they are Christian. Yeah. Some have felt that because of other Christians judging them, mask mm -hmm. or no mask, hug or no hug, all that stuff, church or no church. Yeah, like, yeah. let's leave that alone. But that, that's yeah. another kettle of fish, the judgment yeah. that was in the church. But those of us who have internally allowed the enemy to, 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 to condemn us to say, see, you're not even a Christian. Just, yeah. just, just, just let it go. You yeah. know, and that is a lie. Um, I'll say this because, um, and I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but in January, and God says that he does nothing or we can all say allows nothing unless he first reveals it to his prophets, his sons in the earth. Mm -hmm. And we are a prophetic priesthood. And I'm not calling myself a prophet. I don't wear that title. I don't even use a title, but we have access to the prophetic spirit. We have yeah. the inspired spirit of prophecy on the inside of us and that's the spirit of god so he does speak to us through prophetic utterance inspiration dreams visions like paul mm -hmm. and i got a dream january uh 2nd january 4th actually january 3rd sorry and i told one person on the fourth because i was like i just gotta tell somebody this dream because <laughs> this is weird and i don't know what to do with it yeah. i wrote it down in my notes pages on my iphone woke up morning, and I shared it with one person, shared it with our church a month later when we heard of COVID in, mm. Wuhan, in uh, China. Yeah. Then the reality of it hit me when it hit us. I'm like, yeah. okay. So January 3rd, I had a dream that we were in this vast field and the field was as far as I could see, blue sky, clear, beautiful day. And it was just fields far as you could see and on that field nicholas i saw tens of thousands of dead bodies i haven't told many people this only my church which is a small body of church my pastors the eldership that's it um but i just feel led to share this to to, yeah. to prove a point um i saw tens of thousands of Dead human bodies laying upon each other, limbs just spread out everywhere. This is January 4, 2020, on this exciting year. And I'm waking up and I'm like, what was that? And then I saw that there were two men in complete, and at that time, I wrote it in my notes pages, calling it astronaut suits, because who's ever seen a ventilator? 
and yeah. they were completely covered head to toe in these white astronaut suits but mm. the complete mask over their face was a clear visor it was a clear uh plastic divide you can see the big helmet and then in so i could see their faces and then they were wearing two ventilators like this yeah. and they're breathing like they were martians like back in the 80s yeah. when those those martian movies mm -hmm. they had a probe and they were sticking it in anybody to see if they're alive and these bodies all had plague they all had spots and plagues all over the bodies but the two men that represented i just knew in the dream they represented governmental governmental military mm -hmm. they had plague themselves like i could wow. see it on their neck and their faces and they were just looking for any alive bodies any alive bodies so in this dream i'm seeing all this but yeah. where am i i'm not in the field i'm in this huge white tent as big as I can only, I can't even declare how big it was, but I was in a portion of it looking through a window that was like a, a plastic window, like your, your, your yeah. tents that are large uh, camp meeting tents had the plastic yeah. window. Mm -hmm. And there was no fear. There was no anxiety. There was no nervousness. I was just an observer yeah. and I was looking and there was such a piece on the inside of the white tent, which I now see as Psalms 91 fully, the pavilion of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And there was so much resources. There was supply. There was no worry. There was nothing in this tent. Yeah. And I was only observing with my eye mm -hmm. things that were, it was, I remember there was a curiosity. Yeah. So in praying about it, even two months into the year after the dream the lord gave me an interpretation concerning obviously more than just the COVID hitting mm -hmm. but the fact that when we and i had nothing in there but there was such a resource a sense of resource i was i had no nothing tangible yeah. but when we're stripped down to nothing nicholas but we are in the shelter of the almighty when we are abiding in his pavilion we have everything we need. I don't care if fear is around you because fear is a temptation, it's a spirit. I don't yeah. care if lack is calling out your name. I don't care if, it, if it's, you know, worry and what is the economy gonna say? When you remove yourself from the tentacles to society's normal way of saying, this is going to get you through into that next year, when you let go of all of that, but you yeah. let yourself embrace and be embraced by the presence of God, yeah. there is truly a peace that is him. And my pastor has taught this, that you don't claim peace. You don't say in the face of fear, I claim peace or, you know, I'm not going to be afraid because I, I, I have peace. The, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But the covenant says that we can speak from peace. Yeah. We can speak from the seated position 
with Christ in heavenly places. We can declare to illness. We can declare to our families. We can declare to the fear, to the economy, to our bank accounts. And this isn't about a quick, get quick, uh, rich quick scheme, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's we can declare as the Lord downloads and uploads in us, we can declare what thus says the Lord mm-hmm. in complete assurance of faith. So I, that's kind of the roundabout way, but I hope yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of speaks a no, little that- bit. No, that is that is amazing because it when you said that it um literally um I was thinking of a movie and I can't think of the name of it now, but you had said something that um you don't say to the thing, I have peace and I claim you say it from peace. Right. And I'll have to find the name of this movie later, but it's it's a children's movie. But it's about like characters like we know, like Jack Frost and the Easter Bunny and all these characters in this movie. And then there's the Boogeyman. And in the scene of this movie, I don't know. I don't know the name of the movie, but in the scene, the Boogeyman is talking to this little kid um, who's with Jack Frost and all the good protagonists in the movie or whatever. And the Boogeyman rises up and he's this big, black, ominous figure. Mm. And this is like a little kid. And he rises up and he's basically covering the sky and he's black. And he says something to the kid and the little kid looks up to him. And from a place of peace, he Mm -hmm. says, I see you. I'm just not afraid of you. Awesome. And (laughs) I, I think that's, that's what speaking from peace is. That's what speaking from joy is. You know what? I'm in the midst of this pandemic, but man, God, you are good. Yeah. And I don't know how I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Exactly. There's, there may be devastation all around you. And that's place on the dream, pure devastation. But But I I was, yeah, yeah, I wasn't speaking from fear or devastation. I was speaking from peace. Yeah. Or even I would add speaking from the position of, um, what's the word? What's the word? Speaking from a position of um, being naive, like mm-hmm. I'm not naive to what's going on around me, mm-hmm. and I think some Christians would would wish to ignore what's going on. Right. And I yell, oh, well, I'm not believing that COVID stuff, and I'm not believing. No, we're coming from a place of faith. Like, no, 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 no. You can acknowledge what you see. And that's still right. come from a place of faith. Absolutely. Like that's just that's just called discernment and awareness right. and understanding. Yes. Like, yes, I'm in a broken world. Yep. But and one of the things grammatically, um, that I that I remember this from English class, one of the few things I remember, but <laughs> um the power of the word but even when you're giving feedback and coaching, and you know this from leadership is when you give feedback to someone you never say but like mm-hmm. i wouldn't say oh charmaine you did great on that report but mm-hmm. because all the but did was cancel out that first part Got it. and so i'm acknowledging man this world is wild in 2020 but mm-hmm. god has yeah. my back so I'm acknowledging all it, of that. but I don't, it. I'm not worried about this. Yes. So I'm going to put my mask on and I'm going to be cool, yes. but I'm rolling <laughs> with him, you That's know, right. 
but that's it's right. so good because I, I really feel like that's what people needed to hear. Um, and that's the point of this series is you're going to get perspective that you need to hold what you need to hold on to in 2021 mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. peace. You need yes. to operate in peace. Not, yes. not you need to come from a place of peace and joy, not, ah, oh, man, I, I, man, I'm hoping like, you, I mean, reality check people like, COVID will be there January 1st, 2021. Like, yes, it will. It'll still be there. Um, it's not going anywhere. Still be there. Um, and there are other things that will still be there, right? But it's how our response is to those things and where is our response coming from. I love uh, that. I love and that. that speaks to the inside of us, the strip, once we strip it away. Who, yes. Who was in there? What's what's yes. in there? And I think to your point, you were so dead on, is that I I I do believe like Christians are uncomfortable with the fullness of faith, the relinquish of control. I mean, we're innately we're human. We're innately wired to be. I mean, he gave us rule and dominion, right? Yes, he did. To have right. that. Now he didn't say go control everything and do it without me, but okay. we sometimes take it that way, mm-hmm. and. You know, we have to, because I, I mean, we all have that thing, like, you know, I, I, even when you said that, I was thinking like, okay, there's 26 letters in the alphabet. And let's say you have 26 things that you, that God says, I want to control all these. And to your point, all right, God, I'll give you A through Y, <laughs> but Z, like, yeah. I, I need that. Like, I need to yeah. marionette that thing and, you know, hold on to that. You can have 25. And then they put the label of Christian. Well, he controls mm-hmm. 25 out of 26. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't mm-hmm. ask you for a portion of your life. Mm-hmm. He asked you mm-hmm. for all of it. Absolutely. So that I, I love, I love what you said there, because that, that to me is really, once you strip down, the only way you get to that answer is, or that revelation is by stripping down, removing things that, clothe you in christianity right and that when we can do that now we can really discover what intimacy is because oh that's that one thing that i won't give you and that one thing like that one thing like yeah he's cool with the 25 things but that one thing is what's going to unlock you but the interesting thing is go ahead yeah no because if you don't give him that you are only hindering yourself. So all I was thank you. So all I was gonna say was the interesting thing is we fight so much, Nicholas, to hold on to Z, Z, Z. That's yeah. all I got, all I got. But it's the wrong perspective. Yeah. Because the kingdom perspective, God's perspective, our father, our good father's perspective mm-hmm. is to share the enterprise with his sons. Yeah. To share the father's business. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus was, he was an ambassador, but he was also um, a partner with the father's business. I am about yeah. my father's business. So as we hold on to Z, that one thing, mm-hmm. we don't realize, but God, we gave you all of 25. Are you satisfied with that? You have it. He doesn't even want all of that. Yeah. He wants partnership. And this yeah. is what I learned in 2020. I, I'm, Nicholas, this is, I literally just learned this and embraced this as God was downloading this to me. 
only this year in times of quietness and nothing mm-hmm. else going on. As much as I want to go to a movie, I'm just not going to movies. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's, he's showing me, I have an enterprise in the earth. My enterprise is advancing the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. The kingdom is not out here. It's actually within you. Will you allow me to partner with you for mm-hmm. you to be a shareholder in this stock, yep. in this investment in That's the lives good. of others, in the lives of society, in the lives of communities, in the lives of government, in the leadership of your country that I've yeah. placed you to live in? Because I've given you a shared responsibility to pray for that leader. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the elections, and I know we're in Canada, but Nicholas, we, we were watching those elections. We were like, we well, were on our phone. We were watching TV. We were all, yeah. So God is saying, instead of just being an observer, I want you to be a partner with me. And your role in the partnership is, will you pray for that leader? I don't care who, what, yeah. what party they are. They're mm-hmm. your leader. And I've given them that office. Yeah. I've given them that position. Your pastors, I've, they may not be perfect. Yeah, David messed up. So do you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So do I. But the office, my business is I want to partner with you, congregant member, my son, to pray for your leader, pray for your spiritual leader, mm-hmm. to pray for your neighborhood. Yeah, crime is crazy. Yeah, COVID uh, cases are going up. But will you partner with me yeah. to speak from peace and to declare healing in the atmosphere so that those numbers start to come down. So I'm learning it's a partnership. Oh yeah. And that's so true. And I'll even add this little piece, like it's, it's, we get so caught up, like you said, on that one that we get caught up on Z, right. And we get caught up on, we get caught up on Z and the 25 other things we know. Right. But when you get that partnership, what I've learned is, He'll reveal letters to you you didn't even know were there. Come on, brother. Like he will literally give you like you, but you will never know because you're trying to play, you're trying to almost gamble with God. Like, okay, God, here are all these things I'm giving you, but I want this one thing. But he's like, Okay, you gave me 20. You want one, but I got a hundred if you give me that one. You got it. So who's a better gambler here? You or me? (laughs) <laughs> and that's like, I mean, that that's God. And, you know, I, I think this, this has been um, just eye opening to me revealing like I, I, and I love doing guest episodes because you know, this from doing them, you know, you write your script, you write your flow <laughs> and then God <laughs> literally takes it and mm-hmm. says, this is what it's going to be. And this has been to kick off this series has been amazing. And so it just it just reaffirms again, like being obedient, following what God says, putting things out there, and whoever's listening to this is going to be blessed by it. And so I want them to also be blessed by you. So tell us how people can connect with you, how they can follow you, and where they can find Shark Handed Podcast. Amen. Well, um, again, it's just been an honor to be here with your audience and to be here with you. And it's just been awesome. So thank you for the opportunity once more. Of course. Um, I can be reached easily on Instagram um, at sharcandidpod, one word. So it's C-H-A-R, candidpod. 
and that's my handle. Um, also on YouTube under Charmaine Cooper, C-H-A-R-M-A-I-N-E, Cooper. And all of our Star Canada podcasts are also in video cast. Most of them, actually, season three and on are there. And then there's also YouTube's there, uh, segments. Um, and also, if you go to um, my link tree, you can actually see the connection to my website, to all the platforms of podcast carriers like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and whatnot. Um, so the best place to find my link tree is either um, you can go to my YouTube or my Instagram, but it's Linktree Shar Candid Pod. It's fairly straightforward. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And thank you for that. And for everybody, again, I'm going to have all that information on uh, my website when the episode launches. So you'll be able to just easily click links there too. But definitely, definitely thank you, um, Charmaine, for being a part of this podcast. And I want to do something, um, done in a few episodes, but I feel like it's necessary. And so just to take a quick moment and just pray for the people that are listening to this, that are going to hear it when it launches or hear it a year from now and or 10 years right. from now and they want to know, man, what was 2020 like? Well, we'll tell you about it. Um, <laughs> but um, just so they can, you know, to carry this because it's, you know, the, these perspectives won't stop with 2020 and 2021. These are going to be, these are kingdom perspectives that you can take year after year after year. And so just a, just a prayer for people as they listen. And then as we close this episode out. I'd be honored to. Daddy God, we just come to you in the matchless name of Jesus, the Christ and his anointed one in us. Lord, I just lift up, Father, this day, whatever day it is in the life of the listener that's listening in, that's tuned in. Father, you know everything. There's no time. There's no separation in time with you. And God, we just speak your peace. From a place of peace, we speak to every tumultuous situation and we command you to cease and desist. In Jesus' name, we speak clarity to every confused mind. We speak unity to every divided marriage. And Lord, we speak oneness with you to everyone who has Father strayed because God, you have never moved and you are not judging. You are not pointing your finger, yes. but you just want partners. You want partners in your business. So I ask that you would just amplify for that woman, that young lady, that young man, that, that, that gentleman, that you would just amplify what you're saying to them right now through this podcast, through this podcast platform and all of the episodes that they listen to here. Father, would you have them hear one thing but understand many? And Father, we speak a blessing over them. We declare no matter what year they are in, they are blessed. And whomever God is blessed, no man can curse, no, no economy can curse, and no society can curse. Father, no oppression can curse. We call you blessed and we call you blessed in your going and your coming. You're rising up and you're laying down. We call you blessed. And Father, I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, and this, this episode has been amazing. Uh, thank you uh, for being a part again, just a special uh, blessing for you and your podcast and your ministry and your journey through seminary and everything that you have going on, Charmaine. Thank you so much. And for all my listeners, um, not at all, no problem at all. Just thank y'all for again, uh, for rolling with us another week and we'll see y'all next week on Vantage Point. Thank you.